ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. I'm your host, Marty Layton, uh, Prophet Marty Layton. I'm, I've been ordained as a prophet since I was uh, about 20 years old. And uh, so this show has a very strong prophetic edge to it. And uh, I want to thank you for tuning in today. Always so glad that you've chosen to take time out of your busy schedules to watch the broadcast or listen to the podcast And I pray that you're blessed and encouraged by these messages of hope and expectation of a new day for your life and for your family. Amen. We also want to welcome listeners and viewers from all over the world. We are now reaching more than 50 nations. It's incredible. So thank you again uh, for tuning in. You can probably hear a little frog in my throat right now. And uh, I do have a the last vestiges of a cough drop in there right now, uh, but thank you for bearing with me. We do want to invite you uh, to stay connected with us during the week through our uh, Speak Life podcast or our YouTube uh, channel or our Rumble video channels. Uh, you can also check out the show uh, on, on in our archives on Facebook and and all the different social media platforms. Uh, you know, we want you to stay encouraged throughout the week, and don't let the lies of the enemy uh, discourage you with negativity attacks. You know, it's it's your choice what you listen to. Uh, Jesus called the devil the father of lies. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Amen. Whenever he starts talking down to you. And uh, talking about your past and reminding you of your past and making you feel down and discouraged, put your foot down and crush him underneath your feet. Amen. And, and remind him of his future. Romans sixteen twenty says, "The God of peace shall soon crush Satan underneath your feet." Amen. Malachi chapter four and verse three it says, "You'll trample the wicked one, and they shall be become ashes underneath your feet." Listen, you've got dominion authority over the power of the enemy. And the word dominion means something is underneath you or underneath your feet. So whenever the enemy comes around to harass you or to speak negatively to you, put your foot down. Amen? Stand firm on the truth that you know and watch what God can do for you. This is going to be a great time, uh, a great show. Uh, I believe it's a time of impartation, of peace, and of hope. You know, your faith is about to be encouraged and stirred up to another level. God is going to finish what he started with you. That's what he promised. I'll finish what I started with you. And the Bible calls him the author and the finisher of your faith. You know, the last carpenter to work on a building is the finished carpenter. You know, you're breaking through to a finish line right now. And uh, breaking through into a new season, uh, a a new time in the kingdom. Don't ever give up. Uh, Keep pressing. There's a battle uh, that you're you're caught up in at the moment, but keep pressing and press the battle to the full because we fight until we win. God is fighting for you, and if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. Don't let anything try and convince you to give up on God or give up on the destiny that the Lord has called you to. Amen. I believe there's an anointing here for you today 
for you to rise up, you, you to rise up. Shake off the slumber uh, of the enemy. Shake off the discouragement. Shake off all the junk the enemies tried to heap on you. You know, Isaiah prophesied those who were down and discouraged in Zion or the church, God will give you a divine trade-in, a divine trade-in program. He wants to exchange uh, your ashes for beauty. He'll give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy traded out for your mourning. And instead of that spirit of heaviness, God wants to trade with you and give you the garment of praise. You know, today you're about to be encouraged to get back up, pursue your destiny, pursue your dream, pursue your purpose. Amen. Suddenlies come from our God. Suddenlies. God can suddenly turn everything around in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Just don't quit. Amen. Nothing's going to stop you from becoming all that God's created you to become. Amen. Amen. We have a really incredibly gifted, very special gift of God today, a special guest. Uh, So get ready for an infusion of life as we welcome to Speak Life one of my favorite people on the planet, one of my favorite people in the kingdom of God. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Well, watch this and we'll be right back. Would you welcome back to the stage, my man, the myth, the legend. Give it up for Zorro!
Would you welcome me with me to the show tonight, uh, Speak Life, my good friend, my awesome buddy. I'm so proud to be uh, a great friend of yours and of all the work that you've done over the many years. Welcome, Zorro. Hey, Marty. Can you hear me? Can you? <laughs> I can see Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your show, man. We were just talking before the show started. We're getting closer to knowing each other now for 20 years, man. You've been, uh, I know. been a big part of my family's life, and you've been a blessing to everyone you ever come in contact with, brother. <laughs> well, so, that's very nice of you to say. That's all true. <laughs> so uh, I know so much about you and your, and your, uh, your amazing career and uh, all that you've done, but tell us some of the folks that you've played with, just for those of you that are those that are watching that are just complete and total fans of Zorro the drummer. So, well, I've been been uh, playing drums for uh, over forty years now for a variety of people. Um, everyone from Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons to Bobby Brown, New Edition, Philip Bailey from Earth Wind and Fire, um, Lenny Kravitz. Lisa Marie Presley, Sean Lennon, uh, most recently Lincoln Brewster, lots and lots and lots of people uh, in between, uh, and it's actually been now it's been more than forty years. Uh, it's been like forty-five years. I'm sixty-one now, so I've been doing this for a while um, and still playing. But uh, my biggest joy is sharing the Lord with people, inspiring people, encouraging people. Playing the drums has been a great thing. It's been a lot of fun, but it's actually been um, a platform and a vehicle of which to just meet more people and mentor and minister to more people just because of the doors that the drumming world and music world have opened to me have just allowed me to reach more and different unique people. So that's really what I like to do, inspire and encourage and teach. Yes. Well, you know, it's awesome. Uh, Thank you again for being here with us in it's awesome to be able to spend this time with you, and <clears throat> I, I look very fondly back at the at the years that we got to live in the same town and and uh, hang yeah. out together and spend a lot of time with each other, uh, and long for that time again. Uh, we get it over the phone, and and uh, yeah. we get to hang out some. Uh, but uh, uh, one of the things that you're like laser focused on is helping people to obtain their destiny. You're, uh, you're very gifted. You're a very gifted communicator. Uh, you know, pastors that are watching, you need to invite Zorro to come minister at your church. I'm telling you, it's life-changing. It'll bless your people. It'll be incredible. For It'll, it'll launch something in them that'll take them to another level. And uh, he's just so gifted at this. But... Uh, uh, with uh, uh, your gifts and callings, uh, you know, as, as great a drummer and a musician as you are, and uh, you're such a gifted communicator. And uh, I'm always amazed at, at your uh, ability uh, to really convey and paint a picture with your words and uh, really make a point and drive it home. Uh, and it's life changing when you communicate that way, and uh, you're so anointed to do that. <clears throat> and uh, you know, some people think, well, he must have uh, you know several college degrees, 
uh, and, uh, you know, all these linguistic degrees to be able to speak and write like that. You've written multiple books. And uh, so tell us a little bit about that. What, what, what is your pedigree? Let me, let me hear a little bit about that tonight. I already know, but I'm just kind of setting you up. I am, uh, for, the, for the better part of me, I'm a very self-taught person. Um, I mean, here's the way I look at it. You know, God gives each one of us different gifts, and he gives us those gifts in the form of a seed. And a seed never comes fully mature. And a seed also has to be planted. But it has the potential to grow into something magnificent and mighty, a mighty oak tree. But it all starts off as a seed or an acorn. So I'm no more brilliant or better or more talented than any anybody else watching. Uh, what I am is somebody who relentlessly pursues the few gifts that I've given, been given, and I pursue them to the ends of the earth, and I uh, I I work on them, I develop them, and uh, so like right now I'm looking, you know at my uh, books and in front of me is like a big giant bookcase. And over the last 12 years or so, I've probably read over 300 books on writing. And I've already written books before I bought all these books, but I've been working on writing my memoir as well. But so to me, uh, my pedigree is that I'm living proof that anybody can teach themselves anything and excel at it, especially in the culture that we live in today. Like when I started drumming, there were no drum videos. There, were, there was no videos. They didn't exist. There was no uh, dial-up something on YouTube or Instagram. There was no tutorials of any kind. I mean, you literally just had to listen to records, watch a few live concerts on television. You know, the Midnight Special when I was a kid in the 70s was a show. and Different shows, and hopefully you'd get a clip of the drummer if you were lucky. But there were not any of those uh, um, tools out there. And, and those vehicles to uh, for people to those platforms for people to learn from. So now everybody who's watching, I mean, there's literally nothing you can't learn that's at your fingertips. So easy to develop. Now that doesn't mean that it's going to be uh, void of any work, um, but you have access to information yes. that was not available, and that information is a game changer. But my pedigree is that I am. Um, is that I'm a relentless learner and I'm a lifelong learner. And I believe it's my responsibility uh, to God to develop the few things that he gave me. I don't have a lot of things. I have a few, maybe like four. I have a drumming gift. I have a speaking gift, a teaching gift, and a writing gift. So writing is kind of a separate thing. Some people are writers, but they're not really necessarily teachers. Some people are teachers, but they're not necessarily writers, you know, and some people are speakers and they're not any other. So I have definitely four distinct gifts that I have been able to identify. These are things I have that I do that I do well naturally. And that's everybody out there is watching. You have some things that you do well that you don't have to work as hard at because they just come natural to you. Now, if you want to be great at them and you want to really honor God with a spirit of excellence, then you have to work really, really hard to develop and turn them into more, which is the whole goal in the first place, is to turn whatever you have into more. But I see all those gifts as just funnels leading to one thing. They're, they're, for me, they're all used uh, to lead people to the kingdom of God, to lead people to Jesus. Uh, the writing is a way that I can reach people that the drumming won't. 
The drumming is a way that I can touch hearts that the writing won't. The speaking and teaching are things that I can do that I'm not doing either in the other ones. So they're all just, they all lead to the same funnel, which is Jesus. And so I think that um, what I have is, is really crazy childlike faith. When God gives me an idea for something, I just believe I can do it, even though it kind of seems impossible. Because I really barely graduated high school. I went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston to study music, but for one year. But honestly, I've never studied writing uh, anywhere. I didn't even think I would, in, in high school, I thought, who wants to take a writing class? That's dumb. Like, I'm never going to do that. You know, because I was focused on being a drummer. I had no right. idea that one day I'd but I just, uh, but once that desire to become a writer was born, I'm, the way God wired me, I'm like a horse with uh, tunnel vision. I'm like one of those Clydesdales at Disneyland with the, with the with things around your eyes. And I don't see anything else but that vision, that goal, that thing. And then I just get after it. And everything else is in the way as a distraction. And I was that way with the drumming first. But then it, then the speaking was the second thing that came because when I was on tour in the early 80s with like New Edition and Bobby Brown, uh, it w would not be uncommon for me to speak at underprivileged schools or low-income schools or the Big Brother's Big Sister program thing. So I was I started incorporating the speaking. Then I started writing articles. And uh, and then I started teaching because uh, I, I pretty much have an Apostle Paul teaching kind of spirit. No matter what happens, the teacher in me comes out. And really, that's just a desire to make a difference in people's lives. But all that pedigree stuff really means nothing. It's really just what God's looking for, is are you faithful with the little things he gave you? And some people negate the things he gave them. You know, they, And mm. it's like Mark Twain had a great quote, and he said, you know, most of us are anxious to be praised for the 15 gifts we do not possess rather than the one that we do. Uh, so people are trying to be something else other than the thing that they are. And just, I'm not smart at a bunch of other things, but at those four things I excel at. And my goal is to excel on a higher level with each passing year. I mean, I didn't start off excelling, but I did start off that I was naturally decent at it. And everybody out there is naturally decent at something. You, you know it when you're in school, there's a subject that's easier for you than other subjects. And you go, oh, I kind of like doing this, or this makes me feel like I'm coming alive. Well, that's a sign that that might be one of your things. But really, to me, it's not a matter of, there's lots of people who have talent in the world. Every, everyone does, right? So it's, to me, it's not about the talent. It's about what's the use of it, and are you faithful to use it to serve God? And are you making a difference with it in a way that's not just self-oriented, but that it's service-oriented, that you're mm -hmm. serving other people? And you're using it as a conduit to actually love on people through that gift. And that's really kind of how I see it, Marty. You know, the Bible says that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And whatever is born of God overcomes the world. <clears throat> so the way I've always uh, viewed it is if God... Uh, birth something in you, <clears throat> you've got to develop it, uh, and and you've got to, if it's born of God within you, then uh, nothing can stop it from, from coming to pass. The only thing that can stop it uh, from growing and overcoming the world is you. Uh, and yes. so the this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. you got to believe in it, and whatever's born of God 
overcomes the world and everything that's telling you, you can't do this. You're not going to be good at that. Uh, you've got to press past that. And, you know, I know there's probably people watching now uh, that have had uh, disappointments and setbacks. And, um, you know, they really feel like they might have something, uh, but they want to grow and they want to develop in that. And uh, I believe our God is the architect of uh, new beginnings. And and he gives an eternal hope uh, so that we can uh, develop what he's put within us and and, uh, and allow his instruction. Uh, and so, you know, looking at your book, Soar, uh, which is your most recent book, it's a phenomenal book, by the way. Uh, Thank you, Marty. Yeah, it's incredible. I love it. And uh, But, you know, people can get hope from reading that. Uh, you know, the, the setbacks are always a part of the setup. And, uh, and uh, you know, in that, in that setback, you have some choices to make. Is that correct? Yes. Well, I can definitely tell you about setbacks, rejection, what it takes to overcome all of these things. I've lived a life of setbacks and rejection. The first thing I want to say before I address that too is that we, mankind, we actually don't create anything. I've never created anything. Uh, none of us create a single thing. God is the creator of everything. Everything we have that we have access to, he's already created. Yes. What I've done and what other people do as we construct from the raw materials that are already there. For instance, this piece of jewelry, you know, my friend um, Doug Zachary made. He didn't create this. This was a stone that was in the ground that he dug out or bought and then worked it and did his thing to. Uh, we don't create anything. I didn't create my book Soar. I constructed it from words and knowledge that was already there. So all we are is construction workers, and God is the creator. <laughs> but he calls us to construct things from what's there. And this is the reason why we should never and can never really have pride. Because if I can play the drums really well, it's because he already created me to do that. I'm just constructing those rhythms from things he's already put in the universe for me to draw from. So that's the first thing, is that we are we don't we create zip, nothing, nada. He creates everything we construct. And so this is a reason to remain humble even when you do great things, because hey, it's all because he breathed it into existence. The other thing is everybody out there, including myself, we experience setbacks, disappointments, rejections. It's all part of the process. There's no escaping it. There's no avoiding it. There's only letting it shape you into a stronger person. Some setbacks in my life have been God holding things back, uh, you know, creating. It's almost like, you know, the Grand Canyon was going a certain way and you're going a certain way. And he's going to bring something to bring another flood so that that canyon can stop so you can go down the other way. But we see them as setbacks and disappointments and rejection. And I, I've been rejected all my life. I started being rejected at six months age from my father who abandoned me. And I've just, in the music business, every dream I've had, the dream of being a drummer, a speaker, a writer, and a teacher, <clears throat> everyone met with incredible opposition for a period of many years and sometimes still is on certain fronts. 
And so that can be discouraging uh, for all of us, and it is discouraging. I'm not minimizing the pain because it is painful when people don't want what we have. But sometimes there's a part that we play in whether, for instance, all of my books, I wrote a different book called The Big Gig because uh, you knew me then when that big gig came out. That was my first really big motivational book. It's 440 pages. And that, I wrote that before SOAR. But that was turned down by every publisher uh, I tried to pitch it to for years. And, and really, I just came to a point where I didn't give up, but I decided to rest it on the mantle. And I said, Lord, I've done everything I know to do to get this book published. And, uh, and then, but I didn't quit. I just, you know, some things were God's timing. So I set it aside. And then a few years later, God started stirring me again, and then I went back and revisited it. And then I realized I was a much better writer three years later because I had done so much writing. I was like, and then I felt the Lord saying to rewrite the entire book. So I rewrote the entire book, and then after that, I got an agent, and I was able to get a book deal and, and publish it. And it became a standard in the industry, and it's helped a lot, a lot, a lot of musicians and artists uh, trying to make it. Uh, and I hear from them all the time. Uh, but... If I didn't press through all that rejection, so this is my advice to people out there. You pressing through the setbacks, the disappointment, and the rejection, there's a lot more at stake than your own personal ego or personal welfare or personal delight in your dream. What's, what's at stake is all the other people that will not be benefiting from the thing that God called you to do because you quit. You know, um, and, you know, Failure is only a temporary thing. Quitting is what makes it permanent. So I've failed at many things, and many things I've had to lay on, <laughs> lay on the shelf for a period of time. <clears throat> but when it's truly a thing of God, I feel responsible not to quit, not to give up entirely. That doesn't mean you don't give up for a period of time. But the other thing I would tell people is that um, to fulfill a vision of God will cost you. And it will cost you everything because there's an enemy out there that's real that does not want you to see, does not want to see you fulfill that vision of God. So sometimes the disappointment is from the enemy. Sometimes it's God purposely blocking the timing because it's not the right time to launch you. And so that's where you have to walk closely with the Lord to discern what's what and to go, okay, this is just an enemy attack. I'm moving forward. Or this is just God saying, give it a rest. The other thing people don't do and why they never see their dreams come to pass is they're not willing to work hard enough on them. I can tell you how many times I've redone things uh, in every book I've had. They've all been turned down by a bazillion people. But every time I was willing to go back to the drawing plate, uh, drawing table and recraft, recalibrate, retool, rewrite, reassess, reevaluate. The product, whatever it is, the product could be my speaking, the product could be my teaching, it could be my drumming, it could be my writing, but I'm always very open and I've been very malleable and pliable and, and I have a teachable spirit. So when I do something, I run it by tons and tons of people, people that know me, people that don't know me, random strangers, just so I could get people's feedback because then I can go, ah. Oh, what they're saying i wasn't i didn't do that right or they weren't i wasn't communicating that as well or i talked too long about that whatever i use it and then i go back and try to retool what i'm doing to make it better but because people are so especially in our culture today 
people can't handle kind of anything, any any form of rejection. Any, I mean, that's why they got to give everybody a first place prize and everything. Like, it's not all, we're not all worthy of a first place prize. You know, you're only worthy of a first place if you've worked hard enough to get first place. But we're living this culture that nobody wants to hurt anybody, nobody wants to be offended. But that's not godly, and that's not spiritual, and that's not biblical, because there's all kinds of disappointment and setback. But God uses that to construct you and build you into a much stronger thing to where you really... But if you just get offended by everybody not liking the first draft of your book or your screenplay or your, your business idea, and you give up because they they hurt your feelings, then you're never going to amount to anything. And you're never going to be, I mean, God's looking for courageous people. He's looking for bold people. He's looking for brave people. He's looking for pe- people like Joshua and Caleb that look and see the giants and say, we can take them. Not people like, oh, you didn't like my paragraph. Oh, I quit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, this is this is the problem. We're living in a culture that doesn't want to work hard for it, doesn't want to withstand rejection. And the only reason I am able to do those things is because in my eyes I see that I have a responsibility that one day I'm going to be dead and God's going to judge me for did I carry out the things that he gave me? Did I? It's the parable of the talents. I mean, and it's really what it comes down to. Did I take what he gave me and did I multiply it and were other people blessed from it? And were other people able to eat from my fruit tree? Because everything we do in this life, we're creating fruit. Hmm. Uh, we're creating either good fruit or bad fruit. So when right. somebody off of Marty Layton's tree, was it a mealy apple or a mealy orange? Or was it a new, was it a tasty? You know when you get one of those really good uh, navel oranges and they're just like so amazing? You're like, this is better than ice cream. This is like better than any When they're good. When they're bad... <laughs> I spit them out of my mouth after the first bite because I know this is not going to be good at all the whole way through. And so that's our lives. We are always producing fruit, meaning everything we do is producing some kind of fruit. The question is, is it good tasting fruit that feeds people and satiates people, or is it a mealy thing filled with worms? And that's our choice because he's called Marty to be an apple tree and maybe me to be a peach tree and somebody else to be plums and whatever which is meaning our gifts are different and what we grow is different, but he's definitely intending them for, for it to be good produce. That when people get those plums, they go, wow, now that's a great, that's a great tasting plum. You know, meaning I had an encounter with Marty. I had an encounter with Zorro. Well, that was a positive encounter. They were first of all, nice. They, they made me feel loved and welcome. They were humble. They were gracious. That's the fruit. Uh, yeah. The talent is the, the talent is that you're a plum without having done anything to be one. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm an apple without having created the the universe and created apples. I just be, get to be one, meaning I get to be a drummer. I get to be a writer. I get to be a teacher. I get to be a speaker. I get to be these things, meaning this is a privilege. This is not mm. uh, anything I earned to, to be. I was gifted these things. <laughs> God said, you're going to be an orange. <laughs> now, do you, whether you want to be a delicious apple or a crab apple, you know what I mean? Or a crabby apple. That's our attitude, <laughs> the choices we make, the vibe we put out, the stench of pride in our life when people come up to you and go, hey, you're awesome at this or that or whatever. And if you're all stuck up and snooty, then you're a crabby apple, you know? <laughs> but if you're, told, hey, you know, wow, great to meet you. It's wonderful, you know, keep going, you know? I always, when I sign my books, whatever books I have, I, I always sign it like, 
never give up. Or I mean, when I sign my soar book, I always sign it, you will soar. So I'm prophesying. I'm speaking to their life like what your show is about. Speak life. I'm speaking life in three words. You will soar. What am I doing? I'm trying to empower them to believe. Uh, I'm, I've given, and even when it's people that aren't Christians, they don't even understand the prophetic. It's still prophetic to them. Well, he said, I will soar. I mean, that sends a surge of electricity in you of like, I can't tell you how, how much my life has been changed by certain words that people said. Um, there was a time when I was 17 and I uh, had just been playing drums for like about a year. And I went to go see one of my favorite jazz groups in Eugene, Oregon. The name of the group was called the Jeff Lorber Fusion. And uh, there was a bass player. His name was Danny Wilson. And the drummer's name was Dennis Bradford. And uh, I went to try to meet them when they were checking in the hotel. And I ended up meeting them and got to hang out with them. And they invited me to their sound check. And I was always real bold and brave and bodacious, even at 17. And so after their sound check, I asked if I could if I could get on the drums and play for them. I wanted them to see me play and tell me what they thought. I mean, that's how crazy I was. I was like, can I play for you guys? And so I got up there and I played and I did all my best stuff. And I remember Danny Wilson, the bass player turned, uh, he was my hero. He turned and looked at me. He goes, he goes, ah, oh, kid, he goes, man, you're going to be one of them superstar drummers. And that's what he said. You're going to be one of them superstar drummers. I recited that sentence in my head about a million times. And when I moved to L.A. when I was 18 and I was experiencing all kinds of rejection in Hollywood and from different groups and failing auditions and not getting in and not catching a break, I kept reciting that sentence. You're going to be one of them superstar drummers. It was It's just something that slipped out of his mouth. And to this day, I don't know whether he ever meant it or not. It doesn't matter. I believe that he believed it. And that sentence rotated in my head and would cause me not to give up. So when I write, you will soar. I have to assume that's going to do the same thing for an absolute stranger that Danny Wilson's one sentence did for me. We are shaped and formed by different words that people speak over us mm -hmm. and things we speak ourselves. And that's why your show is called Speak Life. So we are speaking life. And when you speak life, no matter what your gift is, you are a, you are a ripe and delicious fruit tree. I mean, you're bearing delicious fruit because... Your gift's irrelevant. Some people are doctors. Some people are lawyers. Some people are secretaries. Some people are school teachers. Some people are trash truck drivers. Some people give directions. You know, uh, some people, whatever you do, you're going to be in touch with people. So it, you just start off by going, I'm a godly person. I'm going to be nice. That's hmm. it. If I'm nice, I'm already bearing good fruit because we don't get credit because we're talented. Because, the, again, we didn't create anything. It was all here. He gave it to us. You get credit because... You were nice with what you had or your job or your position. How many of us out there appreciate when you go through the drive-thru or McDonald's or wherever, and they're actually nice and they get your order right? It's a small thing, but it's a big thing because when you get your, out on the freeway and you realize you don't have a Big Mac like you, you had your heart set on and you got a filet fish that you didn't order and you, and you want to throw it out the window because you're mad, you know, that can ruin <laughs> your day. So, so those little things are actually the big things. The little things in life are the big things. Yeah, amen. Proverbs 13 in verse 12. I love the message translation uh, version of that scripture. It says, unrelenting disappointment leaves you heartsick, uh, but a sudden good break can turn your life around. And, uh, you know, I believe that uh, 
positive people, people that choose to, uh, you, you know, I, I came from a, a, a very hard uh, negative environment as well. And, and I just had to choose, uh, force myself, you know, to, uh, to choose to believe the best and speak the best, you know, regardless of what things look like. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, unrelenting disappointment can leave you heart sick, <clears throat> but you've got to continue. I've always looked at that like an incubator. You know, you've got things on the inside of you and you know they're in there. Uh, yeah. Whether anybody else believes it or not, you know they're in there. Uh, and so those disappointments can uh, to work to, to help you uh, to experience growth. You know, like you were saying, some some fruits not fully developed, and so it's bitter. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you when you allow the process, uh, suddenly it's not so it's not really sudden, uh, but suddenly everything starts to ripen, and a sudden good break can turn your life around. And you know, I've always uh, encouraged people that something good is about to happen if you just hang in there. You know, uh, mm-hmm. when you when you read about Gideon. You know, he went through uh, a time <coughs> where God called him out of the wine press, where he was treading wheat, and uh, <coughs> and he said, uh, "You're a mighty man of valor." Well, he <coughs> he looked at himself, <coughs> and that wasn't his evaluation of himself, but something yeah. it spoke to something in him <coughs> that he was a mighty warrior. And that he actually could do and be what God said he could do and be, even though he never saw himself, he was hiding. And, yeah. uh, and yet he led uh, the, the revolution that, that turned Israel back to God and uh, rescued them from destruction. <clears throat> and the, the, the uh, best part about it is uh, he, at, at no point did he have uh, enough resources to do what God was telling him he was going to do. And so, you know, you know the story. He went from 32,000 men down to Gideon's 300. Uh, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. And they were, they got to the place where even those 300, uh, they were faint and weak, <coughs> but yet they continued to pursue what God said that they were going to do. And in the midst of that spiritual exhaustion, f- physical exhaustion, uh, you know, uh, what I have found is that you've got to continue to press forward. You've got to continue yep. to go and, uh, and trust the Lord. And, uh, and yet what happened was God brought reinforcements. And, uh, you know, I see that as destiny, you know, people of destiny that actually obtain destiny and actually get their dream. They hit so many setbacks, uh, yeah. but yet God has things planned along the way. If you just keep going, you're going to find the reinforcement, and a sudden good break turns everything around. It's true, and the thing that the thing that I kind of can sum it all up to, in order to see to fulfill a vision that God has given you, it really takes two two things that I whittle it down to. It takes faith. Yes, because it takes faith to keep seeing it, to keep speaking it when the rejections come and the setbacks and the disappointments, and no one mocks you or your product or your whatever you're selling, right? It, it, that's it takes faith if it's a God thing. 
sometimes it's a man thing and it's not meant to be and so you got to discern is this god or is this just me right but if it's a god thing you will experience uh, pushback that's just a fact it, look at look at every story in the bible pushback 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 mm. every battle that anybody wants it's never just like hey it's a straight line you just got it then you would yes. need faith right so the, the thing that we all need to develop and cultivate at a higher level is faith and then perseverance yeah with faith and perseverance you will see the dream those yes. two things perseverance wrapped up in there obviously to persevere in something it means you're not giving up it means if somebody said hey i like your manuscript but it needs a lot of work then you got to go back and rewrite it that's perseverance that's part of perseverance mm. you know to keep persevering and to keep working on the thing you're doing you know be humble because if you're humble then you can learn and grow but it's faith and perseverance and those are two things that we already God's already given us the ability to have faith and perseverance. It's just whether we're choosing to embrace it. You know, yes. like you said, your attitude <coughs> determines your attitude. You know, the Say attitude that again, that I'm have, sorry. Your attitude will determine your altitude. It, yes. it just does. Like, attitude in the worst places when you're in the worst crunch time of life. And let's face it, we're all human, so we can all get disappointed we can all get bitter. We can all get resentful. We can all get self-pity and mad. That, that's all human. That's all natural. The question is whether we live there. Is that our permanent address or is that just a temporary three-day address or, you know, whatever? Like, I've gotten into those modes, but then I'm like, no, I just have to remember everything that God did do. And if I remember everything that he did do, and I've seen so many things against all odds come to pass in my life, that I have to believe he could still do it again for this new thing. Because once you accomplish one big vision or dream or goal or whatever it is, then, of course, you need to have another one because you can't keep living off that one, right? Yeah. God takes us from glory, so we need new things. But every time you climb a new thing, it seems like, oh, this one seems more impossible than the last one. But you just have to remember, well, God did that. And some things you have to just accept. Some things will come quicker. Other things will, like there's visions that God's about to unfold in my life that I've been waiting on for many years, probably 20, 25, 30 years. But then look at, look at Abraham, you know, uh, certain things, you, certain things, God makes you wait like a long, long time. Other things, not so long. Right. But, but look what, look what Abraham birthed, you know, what he birthed changed the course of the world. So yes. some things are for a period of time when you're much older and more mature to be able to handle. So for anybody over there, or anybody watching who's like over 50, you know, hey, this is a great season between 50 and the time God takes you out. This is the time where you can see those those dreams come to pass that took 20 years, that took 30 yeah. years, that took 40 years, you know, because those are going to be very important and big because at the season and the age that you're at, yes, this is when you can really be used by some. There's one thing we cannot get a shortcut in this world. Um, there's no shortcut for experience. And wisdom really comes, uh, really divine and experiential wisdom comes from time. And you can't get it in a short amount of time. You, you can make some smart decisions and you can have a level of wisdom when you're young and make good choices and make the right choices. But you cannot have the wisdom of experience without experience. Mm. And then you, another thing you will not have um, is you will not have perspective unless you're far enough from your previous self to be able to go, wow, I was really, 
a jerk when I was younger. I really didn't have a clue or I wasn't that good of a husband or I wasn't that good of a dad. Or Well, you don't have that perspective when you're in the present. So when, when you're more distant, so that's why when you get older, you can look back and go, wow, now I can see kind of what God was doing. So, uh, and, and I'll end with this. I mean, we all have a great challenge. And one of the things I pray for is just I ask God to give me the grace to be the age that I am. Like, give me the grace to be 61. Give me the grace, if you're 20, give me the grace to be 20. I mean, every age we're, we are is a difficult age. If you're five, if you're 10, if you're 14, if you're 21, if you're 30, if you're 50, if you're 90, it's all difficult. It's just different levels of difficulty. So we need God's grace to make it through each season. So just pray for God's grace, God's mm. wisdom, and then rise up and be bold as a lion to go, I don't care whether I'm 20, 10, 40, 90, I'm going to get after the thing that God's showing me for this season in my life. Because mm. different dreams are not at different ages. And different dreams are age appropriate. If yeah. you're 90, you know, going after the Olympic 100 meter dash is not going to be a reality unless it's all 90 year olds entering, right? Unless they start a different kind of Olympics, the old people <laughs> Olympics, right? Yeah. So certain things out, you know, because we're just not. But then there's other dreams he gives you that are season and age appropriate. Mm -hmm. And so you go, what are those for me at this season? I missed these ones. I blew that off. I didn't respond to that. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Don't live in regret because we all make mistakes, everybody. That's what the blood of Jesus is for, to wipe away every mistake, every sin, yes. all the past issues. And go, what, what do I do today with the rest of my life? Because today is the beginning of the rest of our life. What do I do? How can I soar at this season of my life? How have you called me to soar in this season mm -hmm. of my life yeah. is the question. You know, Isaiah 40, verse 29, it says he gives power to the faint. Uh, that's a, such a powerful verse. You know, we, we often just read right to the end too fast. <clears throat> but he says he gives power to the faint. And to them who have no might, he increases your strength. And so <clears throat> when we're going after it, uh, we start to get weak. Uh, and, but... He gives power to the faint, and he gives uh, to those who have no might, he increases strength. And it goes on to say, even the youth uh, will faint and be weary, and the young men will fall. Uh, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Uh, so it's the process of, of perseverance. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. <clears throat> that endurance part of our faith is what people miss. If you're gonna soar, uh, like your like your book says, uh, you've got to make it through those parts. And uh, and so I want to talk just a little bit about uh, your your a little bit more about the book Soar. <clears throat> you have uh, actually uh, decided to give a free gift to everybody who's watching. And uh, what a privilege it is to receive a gift from Zorro the drummer. Uh, but it's such a powerful, it's not just information, it's impartation. And so you don't just want to get information, you want to get impartation. And uh, what you've done is you've successfully taken all your years of wisdom and, um, and, and all the processing that you've gone through and you put it into a book called Soar, 
And in that, folks that read this, uh, they're somewhere in that spectrum. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And they're going to receive an impartation uh, of faith that, that's a hope that anchors their soul uh, so that they can make it and receive the strength of the Lord and begin to mount up with wings like eagles and soar. So you want to give a free book to everybody that's watching today. I think that's amazing. Uh, but tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, it's uh, first of all, it's called Soar, Nine Proven Keys for Unlocking Your Limitless Potential. So we are all created with limitless potential. In other words, the minute we arrived on the planet, God put some giftings in you that are unlimited in the potential to develop. The only limits that we have are what we put on ourselves, but they are limitless if we keep working and developing them. So everyone's got this. So the whole focus of the book was to teach people, well, how do you unlock your potential? And so there's nine life principles in the book that I go through. Um, and each one of those principles is how we, uh, how we begin to soar. Because, and, and so the book is really about how you discover your gifts because first you got to discover what you have. What is that special thing you have? Then you have to develop your gifts. So what does that process look like? How do we strategize? How do we pursue developing our gifts? And then the, the last D is that you deploy your gifts. So there's no sense in developing a gift that you're not going to deploy. It'd be kind of like training somebody to be in the army, but you never deploy them. They never are used. So God wants you to discover what he gave you. You're accountable to develop what he gave you so he can deploy you to use it. And so that's what the book's about. And it's, it's a very practical uh, mythology, uh, methodology of how you do this and structure it. And this is how you take something. And it's helped a lot, a lot of people. But then I just had this revelation, like there's only going to be so many people that are ever going to buy my book when I'm speaking somewhere or online or whatever. There's thousands of people around the world and they'll never get to know about SOAR. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it away. So then I just decided to give the entire manuscript away for free. Uh, no catch, no anything, just a free downloadable PDF uh, so that you could just get it digitally. Uh, and all you have to do is text the word Zorro, Z-O-R-O, -O, which is my name, four letters, text Zorro to 56316 if you're a texter. If you just want to go to my website, ZorroTheDrummer.com, and that's Zorro with one R. And right there on the home page, you'll see the SOAR book and the download button. Bam. Click it, and you'll get a free PDF of the whole book. And uh, wow. you read it whenever you want, it'll, and it'll bless you. So I thought, you know what? The most important thing is that more people get that book so that it can help them. And I know from many different people who have bought it or that I've given it to over the years, from people that don't even like to read to people that are very, very smart and sharp, would say, man, that book really, because it's filled with lots of different stories of uh, every, in the nine life principles, there's some of my stories are in there, but stories of many other people as they apply to that life principle. So for instance, one of the, one of the life principles, I think it's number seven, is bend, B-E-N-D. And every principle is like one word, you know, strategize, pursue, bend, impact. So bend is one of them. And what I mean by that is like, in order to fulfill God's vision for your life, you are going to experience that opposition we talked about earlier. So the most important thing is to learn how to bend in the storm and how to be flexible on how God's going to bring it about. Because if it doesn't come about the way you wanted it to and the timing you want, you'll quit. 
unless you learn how to bend. So it's some really great stories and principles on how we do that and how we bend and other great people who've learned to bend in the storm. So anyway, it's uh, the book took me a few years to write. Uh, the Lord woke me up three o'clock in the morning over a period of a few years to to all the ideas would float to me then, and I'd work from three to like eight in the morning. So it's a real intense Holy Spirit labor of love, but it has helped a lot of people, and now I'm just giving it away for free. Awesome, it's incredible, Soro, and we are we are privileged to be able to offer it here. You know, um, it reminds me of uh, David wrote in Psalm 27. I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then he says, wait on the Lord, be of a good courage. He'll strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, wait on the Lord. And uh, <clears throat> in in the years that we've been friends, I've seen you wait on the Lord. I've seen you wait and have a great attitude and and continue to have good courage, attack everything. Of course, uh, you know, God rewards us along the way and keeps us going. Uh, but now you're you're hitting home runs every time you step up to the plate. It's uh, so so uh, powerful to see uh, what God is doing in your life. And there's so many more greater things coming. And uh, I want to I want people to connect with you uh, as much as they can right now. And uh, so, what are your coordinates? What how do they connect to you uh what's your website and all that yeah so easy i'm on instagram if you're an instagram user i am zorro the drummer z-o-r-o the drummer all one word so i'm zorro the drummer on instagram uh my uh drumming website is zorro the drummer.com z-o-r-o the drummer.com but then i also have a ministry and i have a lot of materials on the ministry website and motivational inspirational things on there for people uh, to be inspired by and that's just zorro z-o-r-o ministries with an s at the end zorro ministries.org so those are the three main places i'm on facebook i think i'm zorro the drummer i know i'm zorro the drummer but i have two different facebook pages one is a personal one that's already filled and the others uh zorro the drummer so i'm on you'll find me uh, but it's just it's always zorro the drummer uh, on the social media stuff so that's the easiest way connect with me through social media and all that. Awesome. Well, would you just take a couple minutes? Let's pray for our audience and, uh, and just release that blessing of the Lord to them. Absolutely. And thank you for having me on as a guest. Amen. Marty. The world of you, you're an amazing man of God. I can tell you this guy is a guy worth supporting. I was telling this to other people where I live and talk, we were talking about different ministries we support. And I said, there are people that you support and you never question anything about them because you just know they're good ground and everywhere they go, they make a difference. Uh, Marty is that kind of a guy. Uh, I've supported Marty. He's supported me uh, in many different ways. We support each other. But my point is like Marty's the kind of a guy that everywhere, every day of your life, you're doing something that makes a difference. And I know how much of a difference you've made in my life, my family, and just being around you for years. So he is great ground to sow in. I, I like to be that guy myself that people sow into me. They just know that everywhere I'm going, that's that's my agenda is I'm about the father's business. Uh, and it looks different every day when you do all the different things I do. But it's all about, you know, 
anyway, so I just wanted to give Marty a shout out that he's, yeah, I've known him almost 20 years. He is great, solid ground. You're doing awesome things. And I'm a privilege to be on your show and even more blessed that God brought you in my life as a friend. So father, I lift up all the people that are watching, uh, people from all over the world with different issues and different backgrounds and problems, but none of them are unfamiliar to you. And I feel the Lord saying that there's not any battle that you're going through that is some unique battle that you're going, oh, woe is me. I'm the only one going through this. Nobody knows how much this sucks. The Lord does. And the problems that you're going through are not uncommon to other people who might not ever share what they're going through <coughs> for pride. But the Lord says, I can address all those things. And I, I have the tiger ball and the secret ointments, the elixirs that aren't phony and fake like in the old days, but the stuff that actually cures. So the Lord just says, if you would come to me in truth and in an earnest, pure heart and reveal all of those things, of course, which he already knows, Lord says he will heal those wounds and he will help you to reestablish the, the limp in your walk and the, the tick in your heart and the bad attitude that you have. The Lord says you just have to cast it on me, bring it to my cross, uh, because I feel there's a lot of people out there that are burdened by the past, burdened by hurts and wounds of the past, and they are not able to move forward. And the Lord says, I didn't call you to stagnate, and I didn't call you to be a jeep in the middle of a battle stuck in quicksand or mud. You're doing that to yourself by not putting it in forward. You got it in neutral, and you're letting the quicksand pull you back. And the Lord says, get your attitude together. Get over yourself. Realize that I love you. I've got the AAA big, huge truck with the, with the uh, cable on it. Uh, I've got enough juice in the truck, enough power to pull you out. You seem like you, you feel like uh, there's nothing that can pull me out. You're wrong because I'm the Lord, the Lord says. So, Father, I just pray for that word that anybody that it might help, that, Lord, you are the yes. AAA guy, huge truck, the huge, and you can get that, you can get that uh, car that's stuck in the middle of the freeway where there's no one. You've got the GPS. You've got the tracking device because you know where our souls are. So I just pray uh, for the restoration of broken dreams, uh, the, the resuscitation of, of, of a dead life, a dead marriage, a dead uh, business, dead relationships with siblings and family and people that you've been estranged from. I, I, I just speak, I just see the Lord raining, <clears throat> rains coming from the heavens, just pouring on people. And what it's doing right now is it's, it's giving you water. And water is what it takes to grow things that are dead in the desert. There are plants that look like they could never come back, but when the rain comes, they miraculously come back to life. There was some root that was still kind of alive under the ground. <clears throat> That's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to rain on the people with their specific needs to resurrect and resuscitate things that were never meant to die. Uh, they were only meant to uh, strengthen you or retool but they were never meant to die you've let them die by not looking to me and not trusting so the lord says carry on persevere and i will begin to help you take flight i see the lord uh, uh with all the people watching like they're they're kids because we're all kids in god's sight i don't care if you're 95 or 100 we're still god's children and so i see the i see jesus coming with the kites 
and I don't know if you ever flew a kite, but when I was a kid, it was like a pretty exciting thing. I didn't have very many, <clears throat> but anytime somebody did, I was like, wow, that looks cool, those paper kites. And and then when they teach you how to un unroll the spool and then it goes higher and higher, that's what the Lord wants to do with all his children. Your kite's gotten snagged on the power lines, storm and hit it, a tree uh, got tangled on a tree, some kid cut the rope because he was jealous, all kinds of things happen to your but the Lord will help you to fly again, will help you to soar again. If you see yourself as his child and you come to him as that child, expecting him to help let out the leader so that you can get the winds of his winds. So I speak all those things that I see over the people. I decree them by faith that there'll be healing, restoration, and people shall soar. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name. Well, Zoro, thank you so much. Uh, for taking time and spending it with us today. I believe God's not finished with many people. Uh, they may feel like God's finished with them, but they're not, God's not finished with them, and, and good things are about to happen. Amen. People are going to reach their destiny. Uh, God, I believe these uh, words that you've been sharing is strengthening their faith and encouraging them. And uh, <clears throat> I thank you for taking time to be with us and uh, <clears throat> we just speak blessing over you and your family. And uh, will you come back and do this again sometime yeah. soon? Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love you, man. Love your ministry. Love the, my whole family follows you. And we, you're just, you're one of the greatest guys God ever made. And I just, I mean that sincerely. <laughs> blessing. Thank I'm, you, man. Well, God... the... He is the prophet of a highest order. And I made the analogy. Uh, I've given him a new title. Uh, you know, there's that movie with Denzel called The Equalizer, where he's this super bad dude who just, just has this incredible ability to take people out. And I and he's called The Equalizer. You're the prophetizer. <laughs> You're, You're the prophetizer. You, you <laughs> prophesy on my level, and you are a ninja in the spirit, brother. And I mean that sincerely. So uh, it's always great chatting with you. Thanks for having me. And God bless everybody who's out there. And downloads, download SOAR. Text yes. Zorro. To five six three one six, or go to zorothedrummer.com and hit the download button on the Sora book. See you Amen. in cyberspace. Amen. Love you, man. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. Amen. Well, thank you again, Zoro. Such a powerful blessing to the body of Christ, and it's awesome. Please uh, go download that book. Enjoy it now. It's excellent, and uh, uh, like I said, what a blessing he is to the body of Christ and, and especially to this audience to speak life. And, <clears throat> you know, you just never know who's watching, right? I have a great circle of friends, and uh, <clears throat> many of them are very, very famous, and they love the show as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll have them all on it at some point in time, but... Uh, I want to shift gears now and come before the Lord with our tithes and our offerings. You know, it is remarkable what God is doing right now, and He's doing it in the lives of many of our partners. So thank you to those who continue to stand with us week after week, month after month, year after year. Uh, thank you for your continual support. You've heard me teach on uh, Matthew ten forty one: He who receives a prophet excuse me, in the name of a prophet, shall receive a prophet's reward. And the prophet's reward really is the miracle that you need right now, <clears throat> the miracle that money cannot buy. 
he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet <clears throat> receives a prophet's reward. So the prophet's reward is given to those who receive the prophet. And so the first word receives, <coughs> excuse me, is different <clears throat> from the second word receives. <clears throat> it's the same in the English language, but two distinctly different words in the Greek. The first is he who receives a prophet. In the Greek, it's the word, uh, the Greek word dokomai. Uh, dokomai. It means to celebrate, to accept, to approve, to take hold of. Uh, to receive favorably. It means to call family, uh, to make it, make that prophet one's own prophet and uh, embracing it with your whole heart. <clears throat> and let me also remind you <clears throat> that when we're talking about the prophet, we're talking about Jesus. Jesus is the prophet. And so the prophets, uh, apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers uh, that Ephesians chapter 4 describes uh, those are the extension of the ministry of Jesus in the earth. And so this is how we're called to receive Jesus, to embrace him with our whole heart, to receive him as family, right? And so Jesus said to receive or to decomai uh, Jesus is to receive or to decomai the Father. To receive Jesus is to receive the Father. Uh, receiving the fivefold gift of Jesus the prophet is the same thing. Uh, it means to hear the voice of God and to be empowered by it. So the second word, he who receives a prophet, receives the prophet's reward. <coughs> receives a prophet's reward is a completely different word in the Greek. It's the Greek word lambano, L-A-M-B-A-N-O, lambano. It means to seize or to take hold of for oneself. It means to make it yours, make it your own. It means to possess it or take possession of or to take it back, lambano. And uh, it's an aggressive word. And so he who receives or embraces the, and, and calls family the prophet uh, has the, has the uh, authority now to po- take possession of miracles that money cannot buy. And so lambano uh, is, an, is a very key word. Jesus said, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. We're to pull forcibly uh, from heaven promises into a living reality, fighting the good fight of faith, we call it, right? And so, in other words, you're waging a good warfare, like Apostle Paul told Timothy, with the prophecies or prophetic promises that have gone over us. There's so many prophetic promises in the Word uh, that you can lambano, right? And so, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives the prophet's reward. The word reward there is the word misthos, which means pay received for service or work rewards uh, or rewards that God bestows for good deeds. In other words, God is a rewarder. When you cling to a word of hope, a prophetic promise, and you're, you receive something like that, uh, hoping against hope, uh, that what God says is true above all other voices and circumstances in your life, God's rewards are yours. <coughs> Excuse me, again, it's the miracle that money cannot buy. Prophets have an anointing to release the miraculous. I could go all through the Bible on that one. Uh, but I believe God is doing a miraculous uh, thing right now for many who have received Jesus the prophet. Uh, and you're about to receive the prophet's reward. The prophet's reward is God's reward 
for those standing with the prophets. And so God will make sure you're in the right place at the right time for the right reason in the right season so that you'll receive your miracle and have the influence that he has for you for his kingdom purposes. <coughs> Excuse me. Not only will God bless those who, who have made room for their uh, for their uh, for the Lord for their in their personal lives for His voice, but He will see that blessings come upon you, come upon your church, your ministry, your business, uh, and, and all that you have made a place for the prophetic. Uh, have you given God's voice a place to move and to speak wherever you are? So I believe this is a time for miracles, sudden miracles. Uh, to be released in your life. God wants to do something to prove to you his, his love for you, his power uh, released in your life. He wants to show himself strong on our behalf, the Bible says. And so I want to pray for you tonight as we bring our tithes and our offerings before the Lord. Now, I'm not going to tell you what to give. You pray and let God tell you what to give. I believe that's a, a biblical way of giving. <coughs> but listen, what are you specifically believing God for right now? <clears throat> what are you specifically believing God for right now? God loves it when we pray specific prayers, and he wants to release it to you. <coughs> he wants to open a door for you. He wants to touch that family member and turn things around. The miracle that money cannot buy, that's the prophet's reward. Whatever it is, God stands ready to give it to you. We've received so many testimonies of miracles and, and miracles happening in families and in lives uh, remember, when you ask God, he causes things to change so that he can bring forth the answer to your prayer. <coughs> Excuse me. Sometimes the answer uh, for provision may look like a sudden door shuts uh, in one situation so that he can open it up for another situation. Otherwise, you would never have made that change. Amen. And so I always say this, don't be shaken during the shaking. Don't be shaken during the shaking. God is causing your miracle to come forth. Amen. Are you ready to pray? Father, thank you right now for moving mountains for your people. Do what only you can do. Turn everything around for them. Turn things around now, Father. Shift everything to set your people up for greater blessings that will overtake them like your word says. I decree right now the prophet's reward over your people according to their receiving of you, Jesus the prophet. So be it unto them right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <coughs> Pardon me again for the <clears throat> irritation in my throat. It's almost gone, <clears throat> but uh, I'm sure by Sunday it'll be gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, There's several ways you can give. Uh, our favorite way of giving, actually, is text giving. Text giving, uh, you can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. There's actually a QR code on your screen right now. Uh, if you want to put that, uh, put your phone over that QR code, your camera, it'll pull up a, a giving website. You can you can click on that and go that that route, or you can just text whatever dollar amount you desire to the number eight. Four three two one. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, if you are on our website, uh, LifePointChurch.cc, 
lifepointchurch.cc. There's a, a link uh, that you can click on, uh, and you can give that way. <clears throat> you can mail your offering. Uh, your offering is, uh, I mean, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee. This P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, and the zip code is 37077. 37077. Uh, if you're watching online uh, on social media, there's a giving link that you can click on there. And uh, thank you for those of you that are continuing to support this ministry. When you do this, you're making a declaration. I decomai the prophet, and I lambano the prophet's reward. Amen. <coughs> Stir up your vision for God's ba- blessing and, and his favor uh, to overtake you and surround you. God is ready to do great things. And suddenly these things are coming to pass. Amen. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says, where there's no vision, people perish. <clears throat> and so God wants you to continually keep a vision uh, alive in front of you. Keep his vision alive in front of you. God's desire is to bless you. He's not mad at you. The Bible says he poured all his wrath out on Jesus on the cross. He's got no more wrath to pour out on you and I. He just wants to bless us. He wants us to know him as Father, and His grace is sufficient for us. Amen? You know, everything is shifting and changing right now, but our God is absolutely unchangeable. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Malachi uh, 1.6, I think it is, it says, I am the Lord and I change not. See, God is looking for those who will agree with Him for His will to come to pass in their lives. And he just wants to bless you. Amen? Something big is happening in the nations right now. So don't be shaken during the shaking, uh, but get ready to see the hand of the Lord, the blessing of God, the favor of the Lord, uh, begin to go to work and bless his people in the midst of everybody else going through shaking and quaking. Amen? I want to thank you again for standing with us and praying with us and supporting this prophet and the work that God has given us to do, and uh, God's placed some things in our hands to accomplish with you together. So thank you for standing with us. Amen. I also want to give a shout out to my friend Mike Lindell. <coughs> Mike Lindell is the creator of an amazing product called My Pillow, and he is a sponsor of this broadcast and podcast, Speak Life. So please check out MyPillow.com. Use the promo code MARTY. And you're going to receive a great discount, a huge discount at checkout. <coughs> and there's also freebies and all kinds of things uh, that he that he throws in for this audience. Uh, but it, actually, there's a, two websites you can go to, MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. And when you use the promo code Marty, uh, those discounts will apply to all your purchases. So check them out. Uh, if you, you're doing some Christmas shopping, check out both websites. He's slashing prices uh, so that you can start buying Christmas gifts uh, at a great discount. You know, slippers, pillows, blankets, sheets, uh, all kinds of many, many different things are on sale right now uh, for this audience. MyPillow.com, MyStore.com. Use the promo code Marty. Uh, some people, they prefer to call in their order, and that's just as easy. Uh, you you use, this, use the phone number 800-859-2938. <coughs> Excuse me, that's 800-859-2938. Uh, 
uh, tell the operator that you want to use the promo code Marty so that you receive that special discount. Amen. <clears throat> Somebody in our church uh, told me the other day that they uh, bought um, a uh, something for their razor blade uh, from mystore.com, and it resharpens the uh, razor blades uh, that you would normally just throw away. And so it's quite a blessing, and, and uh, he got it at mystore.com. And so uh, I just want to encourage you, check them out. Uh, when you buy from them, uh, they give you a discount, and then a generous portion uh, from the from the proceeds go towards supporting Speak Life. And so thank you, Mike Lindell, uh, for what you do for this uh, particular uh, podcast and broadcast. Amen. also want to remind you that we are live every Friday night right here at 7 p.m. Central Time in America on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. And like I said, we have many different nations uh, that tune in at various times, many at the exact same time. Uh, and it would be great if you would help us out uh, by telling others to tune in at that same time. So it's every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time. And thank you for helping us with that. <coughs> also, we want to stay in touch with you during the week. <coughs> we want to encourage you during the week. So follow us on all social media. Just look for at Marty Layton. It's at Marty Layton. And uh, subscribe, uh, friend me, whatever the platform says. And uh, and check us out on our, on our podcast also. Anywhere you find podcasts, you're going to find Speak Life with Marty Layton. Uh, just take a moment and... Uh, Check us out. It'll, it'll encourage you during the week. There's a whole archive of uh, many episodes that'll just continue to bless you uh, and stir you up. And so I want to thank you again uh, for tuning in to Speak Life. I pray that you're encouraged, that you're empowered by the word of the Lord coming from this platform. You know, my heart and our hearts are to equip you with this prophetic anointing to teach you how to hear and know and flow with the voice of the Lord. God is always speaking, and he's always speaking words of life to us, words of hope, words of encouragement. I know the plans that I have for you, plans to give you a future and a hope, and not to, uh, and not to bring pain, but to bring a breakthrough to your life. <coughs> and listen, you're created to hear the voice of God. That's what Jesus said. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And so each week I commit to bring you fresh revelation, fresh encouragement from God, training you and equipping you to hear and know the voice of the Lord for yourself and to gain his hope-filled perspective for every day of your life. Proverbs 18.21 declares the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Life and death is in the power of your tongue, and I believe God wants you to have a, 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 a word of life in your mouth all the time. Uh, thank you for tuning in today, and I want to encourage you, always remember to speak life. We'll see you all next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.